The Groove. Now, for the longest time, at least I should say, in most parts of the world, the conversation was around family planning, birth control, and managing the number of children you have, right? Because if you let nature take its course, some people are so fertile that they will have 13 children, 14 children. In fact, I think my grandmother had 12 children or 14 children, right? And that was pretty common in those days. But over the last 50 years, the conversation changed drastically. And because of the availability of birth control measures, you found a lot of people deciding to have just one child or two or three, right? You try to have the children that you can afford to take care of, right? And also, again, because they just knew people would keep having baby after baby after baby. And in more developed countries where, you know, the government has certain policies to make sure it can take care of its population, it's quite a strain. Mm? So when we talk about fertility, especially recent infertility issues that are becoming more common and coming to light, it's still an uncomfortable discussion. You know, here in Uganda, people still say, ah, you know, Ugandans are so fertile. I think the average number of children for a Ugandan woman, is it seven or was a couple of years? Like, you know, seven. And that's a lot, I have to say. (laughs) That's a lot, but it's still quite common, especially when you go to the village or back to our homes, our ancestral homes. There are many people that have five, six, seven, eight, nine, even ten children, right? And they're all considered a blessing. But now we're finding that more and more couples are struggling to have children. The conversation around infertility is finally being heard. I've had some very amazing guests on the show. I recently chatted with a fertility coach and she helps a lot of people, a lot of couples and women struggling with infertility issues. I had Denise Ketcho, who's also very passionate about that. And she was also saying that we need to talk about these things openly, if only because so many people are ignorant. They have no clue about what could be wrong. And also, for the longest time, the problem was always considered to be the woman. Mm, Let's be very, very honest. Yes, times have changed now. And I would like to think that once a couple starts on that journey and maybe things aren't happening as quickly or as naturally as they would have hoped, both the man and the woman get tested. But we now know that male fertility rates have dropped extremely highly in the last couple of decades. I think actually in terms of male sperm counts, Over the last 50 years, it has fallen by more than 50% around the globe. That is a big deal. And again, this is not about women. I'm talking about men because you cannot have children. You cannot talk about fertility without talking about both the man and the woman. So it's not an attack. eh? I know men can be very sensitive about those things. But really, more than 50%, that's how much human sperm counts have fallen over the past 50 years. And I think over the last 10, 15 years, there have been so many studies trying to understand what is going wrong. Why is this happening to men in general? This declining health in terms of their sexual uh, reproductive abilities. What is happening with the semen quality? And is it something to do with our lifestyle? Is it to do with stress? Is it to do 
do with the food we eat? Is it to do with even the environments we find ourselves in because of technology? I mean, there's so many questions because people are trying to understand what has gone wrong in the last 50 years. Now, I'm putting that out there because, again, uh, there is a stigma around these conversations when it comes to fertility or infertility, especially when it might be an issue for the man. But truly, knowledge is power. I think we can all agree. When you know you have a problem, then you can do something to fix it. Mm, this burying your head in the sand business does not help anyone. So someone recently suggested that couples getting married should do a number of tests mm, before they are allowed to tie the knot. And they're all the ones that we've heard of before, whether it's, you know, your HIV status, whether it's... um you know, to do with your compatibility because some couples love each other, have no health issues, but they just can't have children together, right? But they truly believe that that's also something that needs to be checked. Your fertility, uh, whether you're a man or a woman and how that affects you as a unit. More variety for your workday. We love the best. Variety music. Every day. I love it. Rx Radio. Yeah.